Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So is it science or is it marketing? Where the CDC is now letting you know that if, you, if you've had the vaccine, gotten your vaccine shots for coronavirus, well, then you can hang out with people in somebody's house, like, let's say, family, and uh, you don't have to wear a mask, and they don't have to wear a mask. But if it's somebody else's family or if it's a bunch of families, then you have to wear a mask, and you have to be six feet apart. I, I, I don't know how to follow these things. But there's a big question about whether or not this is science or marketing. Now, what would make me say that, what would make you think, Tony, that it's marketing? Well, were they or were they not? Were there news organizations? Were there uh, the, the celebrity doctor types going on cable news outlets and giving quotes to, to national media saying, well, just because you have the vaccine doesn't mean you don't have to wear a mask. Oh, Wearing a mask is going to have to happen well into 2022. Joe Biden, he's the president of the United States. I know, it freaks me out as well. He said the same. Well, if I'm wearing a mask with a vaccine or without a vaccine, for what reason in the world would I ever get the vaccine? What's the point? It's not going to help me. I'm not, I still have to wear this nonsense thing. I still have to be six feet away. I still can't go see my Mima in a nursing home. By the way, that's still happening. People haven't seen loved ones in a long time. This is still going on. Next thing you know, the CDC has got new regulations. Now, it's very possible that the CDC needed some time to figure out, okay, if here's this and here's the efficacy here and here's what happens over there. And by the way, they haven't, as, as far as I've seen it, made a determination between whether you've got the uh, Pfizer vaccine, the Moderna vaccine, or the Johnson Johnson vaccine, because the Johnson Johnson vaccine is one shot as opposed to two, but is only in that 70% uh, uh, efficacy uh, area as opposed to the 95% of Moderna and Pfizer. So is it the same rules for when you gather with people? There are scientific questions. I'm not making the argument that it might not take the CDC a while to figure those things out. But is it possible that they also figured out that they were running counter messages that made people say, what the hell is the point? I wonder that out loud. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, at Tony Katz, T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z. Why shouldn't, why at this stage of the game would we not believe that's a little bit of marketing? I'm, I'm actually going to argue in favor of the idea that it is indeed a little bit of marketing. Now, a little bit of marketing uh, applies to this COVID relief bill, right? This COVID relief bill, $1.9 trillion with the House right now, you got to assume it's going to get past the House. It's going to go to Joe Biden's desk. He's going to sign it. Oh, man, they are in love with this bill. They are super, super happy about it. And they're one of the things that they're doing they're being very, very honest, super honest. You want the honesty? Here is White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. 
Senator Manchin uh, and Senator Sanders and a range of Democrats in between just voted to support a $1.9 trillion package that is the most progressive piece of legislation in history. The most progressive piece of legislation in history. They are like super, super proud of this. This to them is what matters most. That it is this super progressive piece that we're showing you what progressivism is all about. Wait till we get to a conversation of the border. You're gonna freak. We'll see what progressivism is all about. Why are you so proud of $1.9 trillion? I got asked, you know, what do you, didn't Trump wanna do a lot of spending? Yes, and I oppose that too. I oppose outrageous spending. I oppose any spending that's going to pay off the pension liabilities of Illinois. That is going to ensure that poorly run cities, or, or, or like for example, San Francisco, they, they're, they're now in the clear. I'm not interested in paying off these cities. It's a terrible idea. If you tell me that every American is going to get $1,400, I oppose the idea. But at least it goes to people who may have actually paid the taxes that made the $1,400 to begin with. The city, the state, I don't believe in any bailouts for them whatsoever. I don't want, I don't want to help Illinois. Now, if you say to me, well, if it wasn't for the red state, there was it the blue states paying for the red states, well, they would suffer. Here's my argument. Okay. People push this forward like the, you know, the blue states make it easy for the red states to survive. Well, stop. Keep your money. Let the red states figure it out if it's that bad for them. Let them figure it out. Now, I do think it's weird that for people who believe uh, that government is, is, is there to help, that you don't want to spend that tax dollar, right? You should be giving it freely, but you don't give it freely. You, it has to come in, in taxes. It has to come through legislation in order for these people to give it freely. But sure, I'm with you. Don't give it to them. Tell Mississippi, figure it out. Get some help from Texas. I live in, in, in Indiana, my beloved Indiana. Don't give Indiana any more cash. Let Indiana figure it out. But just remember, as you're saying this, you just gave uh, bailouts to Illinois. And Illinois is run by like garbage. All because of Cook County. All because of Chicagoland. It doesn't have to be. Not everybody in Chicago is a bad person. But there's the issue. There is the, the there's the culprit. California needs get, gets bailouts. California gets a uh, an opportunity to shine when they have so miserably treated themselves and and their constituents. AB five, ending the gig economy. Good lord! And these progressive plans by by the White House. Does that include the Pro Act and this terrible HR one, the For the People Act? The progressive doesn't bring progress. And there is considerable pushback. The problem is some of it's too late. And some of it comes from people who realize that voting for Joe Biden was a mistake. Well, yes, of course it was. Because you can make the argument about Donald Trump's style and temperament all you choose. All you choose. 
And you'd probably be right on a fair amount of it. In terms of policy, he was better for America, and he was better for liberals, and he was better for conservatives, and he was better for Democrats, and he was better for Republicans. Of course you're worse off now. And you're worse off because you couldn't control your emotions. You just couldn't vote for a guy like that, so mm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote for Joe Biden. Well, here it is. I mean, here it is. We can play this out over 50 days, and you're going to say to yourself, yeah, we're not in a better place. And man, it went downhill quickly. And while you're noticing that, and even lamenting the error of your ways, possibly, the White House is cheering it on. They have never been so happy like there is some kind of sexual thrill that comes from these progressive ideas. There is no question whether or not the idea is good. How could they? The idea got thought up in a faculty lounge of some university by people who never have to worry about ratings or, or, or providing a solid product or results, right? They only have to show up for their couple hours of, of, uh, of you know, meeting students a week lecturing to students who now have to think of these teachers as gods in order to get some kind of grade. And they sit in the lounge and they drink coffee they don't pay for, and then they lament the problems of the world. One of the great memes about the uh, Oprah Winfrey conversation with uh, Prince Harry and, and Meghan, which I haven't gotten much into because I, I just, I, I'm not going to. I think, I think they're bad people. That's it, that's it, that's, that's my take. But it is uh, millionaires being interviewed by a billionaire lamenting oppression while sitting in an idyllic villa. There comes a moment where you're not oppressed. You want to accuse uh, the royal family of being racist? that's That's a thing. That's a thing right there. You want to accuse the royal family of not looking out for your mental well-being and and telling you not to deal with it or or not consult anybody? That's That's a serious accusation. You are clearly people who are power hungry and self absorbed. Period. That's the take. But the idea that we're going to cheer on all these progressive policies. Well, go ahead. Where, where, where's the cheering? The White House is cheering. Why aren't you? You voted for a team, not you, maybe you, some of you, possibly you, maybe a neighbor of you, voted for a team that brought us this. Vo- voted for a team that is proud of spending $1.9 trillion when we never should have spent $1.9 trillion. There is a story... <laughs> Someone sent me the headline, and I didn't read the story, full disclosure. Uh, Pete Buttigieg is making transportation cool again. He's the transportation secretary. Well, if that's what matters, <laughs> that's fantastic. New up from the transportation secretary, everybody gets a segue. He's making transportation cool again? The- What kind of high school garbage click nonsense is this? That's a lot of it. A lot of it is how good can I look? How woke can I be? How, how, how can I be like, you know, uh, play in this childlike space? 
as opposed to deal with the real issues. But the real issues are slapping them in the face. That's what they're dealing with at the southern border. I'm going to get into that story coming up. I'm Tony Katz. Uh, I wanted to call to say that I really care very little for Tony Katz, the current uh, afternoon program that's on. He's terrible. Is that the best you guys can do? Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you for the call. That That is great. And and, and let me speak on behalf of, of my stations. No, no, no. I'm not the best that they could do. I'm the best that they could afford. So maybe if you would uh, do more to, to uh, take care of the sponsors uh, of these fine stations, they could afford somebody better. Until then, Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Uh, Ari, I don't appreciate you calling the show during the show. <laughs> that voice was too low to be mine. Right, you gotta, I know you've been working on your, on your impressions. You're like the Jeffrey Dunham of our time. Let us discuss the southern border where there are now over 3,000 children who've come across the border by themselves. First, they're kept in cages. Nothing has changed. They're not reception centers. They're, 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 they're not uh, embassy suites. They're cages. They were created by Barack Obama. They were utilized by Donald Trump. And here they are today. They are what Representative Ocasio-Cortez referred to as concentration camps, but now she doesn't go down to the border and pretend to cry. Remember, every picture she took where she was crying at the border, that photo was absolutely arranged and planned and created. None of it was real. None of it was legitimate. None of it was factual. Zero of that. The border is a failure because the Biden administration has set about a failed policy. Not because I want them to, not because I disagree with them, but because they have put forth a policy that cannot bring any good. They've created an open borders agenda. This is what nations throughout Central and Southern America believe. That's why they are sending people up in Biden t-shirts with his logo when he ran for president saying, please let us in. There is a belief, a theory that of course you're going to be able to get into the country without question and without doubt. And the current administration and the current uh, Homeland Security Secretary, we're talking about Mayorkas, they have no clue. They have no ability to deal with the issue. They have no willingness to be with, deal with the issue. They refuse to refer to it as a crisis. It is nothing more than a challenge. Well, no, it's a challenge if you're actually engaged in policy to do something about people coming across the border. When you're not willing to do anything, it's a crisis. Therefore, the Biden administration has created a crisis. And to say otherwise, well, that's just, that's just flat-out mythology. It's bad policy that has got us to this point, and it has happened in 60 days. 
Now, understand what's happening with children as, as, as well. It's not like some kid is like, I'm going to America because there's nothing I want more than to leave my family at the 14 years of age, walk a thousand miles so I can go to a nation that is full of racists and bigots. You see how ridiculous that sounds? So that's clearly not it. And everything that we are told regarding Black Lives Matter and everything we're told regarding critical race theory or everything that we're told regarding uh, how uh, we, we need more diversity and we're just, a, we're just a, a racist, bigoted, terrible, awful, patriarchal country, whole bunch of garbage, and we know it. Issues? Sure. Fundamentally uh, uh, awful, terrible, bigoted? Of course not. People come for miles to be a part of what it is we are. What it is we can continue to be. So very often these children are kidnapped and brought across and then abandoned because they, they're utilized as a way of getting up and then getting to the border and then if they feel the kid can't help them get into the country, they just leave the kid. That is happening. There, there are uh, families who do that. There, there's the kidnappings that I discuss. There are the people who use their children as human shields, right? As a way of uh, of saying, you know, uh, here, look, you have to let us in. We have kids, and then separations take place. It's a horror show. It is a flat out horror show that's taking place and it doesn't have to take place this way it isn't necessary for it to take place this way but here we are here we are uh, chad wolf is the former uh, acting uh, director of homeland security discussing uh, these subjects and saying uh, we've had a system in place when we left the administration that allowed it to deal with a surge in the number of folks coming across the border illegally. And what they've done since Inauguration Day is to dismantle each and every one of those programs, quote-unquote. They've taken the tools off the table. That's the quote. So when we watch the border and the issues, if we had dealt with it as a crisis, we'd be working the problem. But these people only think it's a challenge, a challenge that they created, and this is what we have. I'm Tony Katz. You can file this under nobody knows anything, which uh, honestly should be something that we could do a story on every single day. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Instagram. Parlor, Twitter at Tony Katz, the phone number 833-468-8669, got Tony. This was in the Costco magazine. I don't know. Do you belong to the Costco producer, Ari? Love the Costco. Right? You know why I love the Costco so much? The $1.50 hot dog. It's the $1.50 hot dog. That is correct. How can you do better? It's the hot dog. It's the drink. It's a buck fifty, people. That's a dream come true. Buck fifty hot dog. My gosh, I'll take that all day, all night, all the time. I could eat I could eat a dollar fifty hot dog right now. Not as perfect of a food as the egg McMuffin, which is a food that I can eat anytime, no matter what. 
There is no time where I can I can finish the Thanksgiving meal, and someone could say to me like I'm Mr. Creosote with Monty Python, and they could meaning of life, and be like, Would you like an egg McMuffin? I'd be like, I would love an egg McMuffin. This is a story about labeling. They have new nutrition labels, according to Costco, to help you make clearer food choices. Ari, you often make bad food choices, right? No, I actually been really good recently. Terrible food choices made by producer Ari. This is the new label. And it, it still has the servings uh, per container that's in a larger size. And they've updated the, the, the serving size. They've got the calories in the larger type. Oh, oh, here are the sugars. The added sugars, they're in there. They've updated the daily values. They've added some nutrient uh, requirement changes. But they got rid of the fat calories. And so the question is, why are fat calories missing from the new label? According to Costco, which, by the way, is the source of all things, science shows that the type of fat is more important than the amount of fat. Switching to good fats may help you lower your blood pressure and prevent heart disease. Just sharing with you that nobody knows anything. No, that's true. Well, of course it's true. But the point is, we were told that fats were the worst thing in the world for you, and you had to be on the low-fat diet, and to be diet this and diet that, and that was all terrible for you. Stop listening to, to the so-called experts. The experts told you that it was bad. The experts told you you'd be better off with margarine and Diet Coke. Now, I still make the argument that sugar is the enemy of, 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 of all people. Sugar will mess you up. Sugar is inflammation. Sugar is pain. Now, I will tell you, eliminating sugar doesn't necessarily mean weight loss because I am all the living proof. But the the eradication of the majority of sugar in, in my life, I don't, I don't think I've gotten rid of all of it. I don't think that's even possible. Um, I feel great. I feel great. The idea of aches and pains, I guess I'm at the age where I can start. I'm a Gen Xer. I can start getting aches and pains. I don't wake up with that. I don't wake up feeling, and I wake up early, right? I've got a morning show as well. I don't feel lethargic or problematic in, in the slightest. I absolutely agree that sugar messes you up, totally screws you up. But dear Lord, everything they've ever told us. Remember when eggs were bad? Remember when coffee was bad? Yeah. Yeah, they, they, do, not, they do not know what they're saying. They make it up. So this idea that we should trust the experts... Nah. Now, you can say to me, Tony, the science changes. I agree the science changes. But you are the individual. And if you know something works for you or doesn't work for you, if I eat this, I feel terrible. When I eat this, I feel good. Uh, don't worry about what your doctor says. Do those things. Do <laughs> those. I know, I know. I'm not, I'm not uh, a medical professional. Check with your doctor. Just, or you can just take my advice. There you go. You can just, you know. Was, was that the way out of it legally? Did I, I do good? I, I hope. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, speaking of people who get it confused. Harris-Biden administration. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. Got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the goal. You know the, you know the thing. Say it ain't so, Joe. Joe Biden proving to you that he might not have it all together. 
once again letting you know that you know what I sometimes forget things and I sometimes get a little bit of, of confused this time he's at the Pentagon and he wants to give thanks to his Secretary of Defense now you might not know the name of the Secretary of Defense that's Lloyd Austin got confirmed less than a month ago takes a little while to get these names into the regular play of things but Joe Biden this was his choice this is the guy he got through the the nomination he should remember the name of his Secretary of Defense I just want to thank you both, and I want to thank the, the, the uh, former general. I keep calling him general, but my, my, uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. Uh, I want to make sure we thank the secretary for all he's done to try to implement what we just talked about. And- I'm sold. I'm sold. Joe Biden is fine. How dare you ask? Come on. If Donald Trump had said that, it would be 24-7 sirens would be going off at CNN. It would be Sanjay Gupta on a caffeine drip, staring into the camera and telling you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, how mentally unstable and unqualified Donald Trump was to be president of the United States. What are you, nuts? They would have every doctor they could find. They would bring back Dr. Demento just to tell you how unqualified Donald Trump was. They would dress up Neil Patrick Hauser as Doogie Hauser and MD. It's Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, I messed up the joke. And he would be telling you how unqualified. Look, I, I don't, I cannot tell you what's wrong with Joe Biden. I have no way of diagnosing. Not only am I not a, well, I, not only. First things first, I'm not a medical professional. Second thing, you don't get to diagnose the person who isn't right in front of you. It's not the way it works. There are rules. Now, that these rules are violated by those in, in mainstream media, national media all the time, because it helps them, you know, fill column inches or minutes on, on cable news. Well, whatever. Hate's going to hate, baby. But let's be clear. No, it's not okay. No, it's not all right. Yes, there is something, something, something wrong. Why, why should we pretend otherwise? And I think it is incumbent upon us to ask what that is. Now, this is different than a story that's out there uh, from uh, Congressman Matt Gates. Who is, of course, producer Ari's favorite. Oh, my God. And Gates is wondering out loud what the story is, what's going on, whether or not Biden is okay. And as was reported at townhall.com, wondering if a transition from Biden to Harris is already underway don't ask me to play in these games guys i'm not going to do it i cannot tell you in the slightest whether or not Biden is, is, is relying on Harris, whether Harris is running things, right? I have no idea if this is an FDR, uh, you know, Eleanor kind of moment. I don't, 
I would have no clue, and I would argue respectfully that Representative Gates would not either. I think that this conversation is one of speculation in, in, in the social media spheres. I just don't think it's helpful. As, as it is unhelpful not to notice that Joe Biden's not okay. Joe Biden's not okay, and it will eventually come out, what did people know and when did they know it? Like, if they knew there was a problem with Joe Biden and they still ran him and told America he was fine when he clearly wasn't fine, which, by the way, I don't know how you could even think that he was fine when it was clear to me as an outsider looking in he wasn't fine. Okay, but if there was actually something and they kept it, ooh, that's a scandal. That's a scandal that no forgiveness should ever be given on. But I'm not going to rumor monger, oh, here's what Harris is doing, here's what's happening behind the scenes. If I had something, if I had hard evidence, I'd share it. If I get hard evidence, I'll share it. Not, it if I can verify something, you better believe I'm going to announce it from the mountaintops. Not going to worry about anything or anyone. If I've got verifiable, it's coming out. I mean, it, it, it just is. But I, there's zero. And I put forth to you that I don't think Representative Gates has it. I think he's got thoughts. I think that he has uh, things that he sees and certainly could see more than I do. But he is in no way on the inside. It doesn't matter how close he is uh, to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And I'm not mad at the man. I'm just saying I'm not going to be playing in that space. But being a casual observer and taking a look at Joe Biden saying that's not right, that he couldn't remember his own Secretary of Defense's name... See, if it was a one-off, it'd be like, okay. It'd be like, it'd be like uh, Rick Perry uh, uh, forgetting uh, the Department of Energy in the three things that he would eliminate. Right? Ruined, ruined, ended his ability to be president. He forgot one thing, and he's ridiculed for life. Joe Biden forgets one thing a day, and we're not supposed to notice. No, no, no. We should notice. The idea of Powell's intrigue, that's rumor-mongering. I set that to the side until hard evidence is presented. I'm Tony Katz. Joy Reid, race fetishist. She is. She's with MSNBC black woman who not only talks about race nonstop, but has decided that anybody who disagrees with her is, of course, a bigot. She is the one who said that conservatives would trade all the tax cuts in the world to be able to openly say the N-word. Race fetishist. And just yesterday, going after Republican Senator Tim Scott. Because if you're black and a Republican, or black and a conservative, you're not really black. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. That's not me saying it. That is what the political left says every single time, all the time, and in every single way. If you're black and conservative, you're not really black. If you're a woman and conservative, you're not really a woman. If you're gay and conservative, you're not really gay. Here is what she said. This was Fox News sharing it about tim scott gotta love the uh tim scott standing there to provide the patina of diversity over that uh round of words that uh, basket full of words patina of diversity 
You see, he's black, but he's not. He's, he's just there for show, right? That's all he is. He's just there for show to add a little bit of something. She called him a token. Joy Reid referred to a black man as a token. It doesn't matter if she's black. This is what she did. I thought these were the things that you simply don't do. But she did it. Referred to him as a token. Trey Gowdy is the former congressman from South Carolina, and he's filling in on Fox News primetime. And he is a fan of Tim Scott's, and he went to town. Tim Scott is at the forefront of issues in Washington because he has earned the right to be there through hard work, through learning the issues, through experiencing the issues, and through the respect, earning the respect of his peers on both sides of the aisle. You know, Joy Reid is welcome to have whatever political beliefs she wants. I don't think she's ever run for office before, and my guess is she wouldn't win if she did. That's policy. But when she calls a United States senator who's a subject matter expert, a prop, a token, or a superficial covering, that's personal. And that's wrong. And she should be held to account. Now, I'm having to say this now, because when Tim Scott joins us in just a moment, he won't say any of this. He's humble. He's driven by policy and not personal attacks. He doesn't make personal attacks. He rarely responds to those made against him by others. He is driven by faith, which is the cornerstone of his life. You know, not the faith where God tells you to do the easy things, the kind of faith where you actually forgive people when it's hard. In short, Tim Scott is too good of a person to respond to the likes of Joy Reid, but I am not. Tim Scott is a United States senator who worked his tail off to be part of nearly every significant policy conversation this country has. He can stand wherever the hell he wants to stand, in any group he wants to stand with, because he's earned the right to be there. The fact that you see a black man as a prop, Joy Reid, says a lot more about you than it does about Tim Scott. Of this, there is no doubt. I thought uh, Representative Gowdy handled that very well. But it brings about the larger conversation of look at what people get away with. It's another example of the bias. And it's important to note it where it is because, well, you're the one who is accused of it, right? I don't know the color of your skin. Uh, What I know is you're listening to this show. Maybe it's possible you lean a certain way. Maybe it's possible you're listening because you disagree with me and you just want to hear what's going to happen so you can come at me. All right. There's plenty of that going on, right? A lot of trolling. But it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter your political belief. It doesn't matter the color of your skin, your religion, your sexual orientation, how much money you make. Eventually, it will be used against you, these allegations. What Joy Reid said is unacceptable to be said. I thought that's the society we want. But she's proving that for a political side, the political left 
racism and bigotry and name-calling is alive and well and worthy and valuable. This is what she's doing. And she should be called out for it. She should be set straight about it. MSNBC keeps paying her, though, and she makes more money than I do. That's most upsetting of all. I'm Tony Katz.